What's going on, guys? We are here tonight again with another episode of Straight Talk Live with Postgrad Recruits. Very special guest in the building. We got Coach Lawrence Robinson. Welcome, Coach. We appreciate you. Thanks for coming on tonight. Of course, we got the normal group. We got Chris, myself, Coach Terry, Coach Davis. Want to get into it, talk to Coach Lawrence about what he's doing uh, at his school from recruiting to mindset to what he's looking for in players. Just have a great conversation and everything in between. So with that, you know, fellas, welcome. Thanks for coming on tonight. Let's get into it. Coach, how you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, uh, you know, it's, it's been a, today's been a good day. Got a couple commits. So, you know, just trying to put the 22 class to bed. But um, everything else is, is is going all right. Taking it one, taking it one day at a time. Good, good, good. Well, let's hop right into it. So congrats on the commits. Tell everybody where you're coaching, what position uh, group or what role you play at that university. And just speak to the university a little bit for the people out there. Yeah, so I'm Lawrence Robinson. I am, um, as of uh, about a month ago, a little over a month ago, I'm, I'm the new defense coordinator here at Bluefield State, uh, Division Two HBCU here in West Virginia, uh, which I know a lot of folk uh, are, are surprised by that. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's actually two HBCUs in West Virginia. Um, and, and so um, doing that, and then I also um, – uh, I, I'm the uh, defensive backs coach, or AKA the Young Guns. That's a that's the name that we go by. So, okay. um, and and we are young. We're so young back there. You can smell the baby powder. You know, it's <laughs> it's it's crazy. So that's the benefits of being a starter program and 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 having a bunch of freshmen playing for you. Um, so yeah, but you know, as far as the school itself, um, school has been around since the 1800s. Um, started, you know, for uh, as a teaching school for former slaves and um, allowing them the opportunity to have an education. And, um, you know, they had football up until about 1981 and then got rid of it. Um, and then that's where um, uh, our current president, uh, Robin Hay Capehart, um, who was actually my school president in college at West Liberty. Um, you know, he brought football back, hired Tony Coxon, who was our, our head football coach. Um, and, you know, he got hired last October. And we started playing in August, you know, so we um, it's, it's been a really quick turnaround. What conference are you guys in? You mentioned you guys at D2. What conference are you in? Like, who are some of the opponents? You know, are there some some names, you know, we will be familiar with? Who do you guys play? Yeah, so we were independent this year, um, you know, obviously bringing football back. Um, you know, you, you don't really get to jump in right into a conference or anything like that. So, uh, we were independent, um, will more than likely probably be, um, looking like that for, for next year as well. Um, but we, uh, we just had to see our double A up here, um, which is, you know, that's going to be like Virginia state, Bowie state, Norfolk state, all of those schools. Um, so fingers crossed that we get into that conference. Um, we've also had, you know, one or two conversations with a couple other conferences, but right now the, the CIAA seems to be the, the strongest contender. Um, like I said, they were here, um, two weeks ago on campus and I think they're meeting again here, uh, in a few weeks. So hopefully that's where they will give us the nod of approval and then we'll, we'll be in the CIAA. Um, last year we started the season off playing Lawrence Tech. Uh, that's the NAIA school up in Michigan. Um, then we played Elizabeth City, and then we played Johnson C. Smith down in Charlotte. Um, then we played Fort Lauderdale. Um, they came up here. Um, we'll return a trip down to them this uh, this coming year. Um, and then we played Erskine in South Carolina and Barton in North Carolina. 
Um, so those were our opponents for last year. And then this year, uh, we'll start it off with Johnson C. Smith. That'll be a Thursday night game. Um, and then we'll go to Virginia State, which is, you know, back back home for me. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that one. Uh, my pops went to Virginia State. Um, all my family's from out that way. So I'm really looking forward to that one. Um, and then we'll play Lincoln, which is, a, I believe, a D2 school out of California. So that'll be a nice little trip for them coming out this way. Um, we'll, like I said, we'll play uh, Fort Lauderdale again. Uh, we'll play the Apprentice School, um, which is part of a small school uh, conference. Uh, we'll get them for homecoming. Um, we'll play Central State out of Ohio, and then we'll play uh, Fort Valley State as well. Gotcha, man. You guys are definitely okay. uh, getting out there and playing any and everybody, man. Hey, we we gonna we gonna play anybody no matter what outside of uh outside of the FCS schools and the G five and Power Five unless they want to cut us a fat old check, <laughs> you know uh we, we 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 don't back down from nobody and and it starts from with with our head coach so. So what I thought was impressive was the fact that you guys played a lot of freshmen, a lot of young guys. You didn't go and jump in that portal your first year that heavy. Um, that I thought that was very impressive. Uh, how do you guys manage to be able to do that with, with so many young guys and still be successful this first year? Um, <laughs> that's, that's a good question. We <laughs> the, the thing that I like about our guys is they were freshmen, but they like they didn't have that freshman kind of mindset. You know, um, I think we did a lot of things to, to make things comfortable for them on the football field. We didn't try to get overly complicated. Um, you know, I think the fact that they saw us as a collective staff, you know, fluid and cool under pressure and all of those kind of things. I think all of those things really rubbed off on on our kids, uh, again, starting with our head coach, Tony Coxum, um, and then uh, our offensive coordinator, uh, Coach Jermaine Gales, who's now at Lincoln in, in Missouri. He's the head coach out there. Um, and David Blake, who's now at uh, Fairmont State. Um, I think, you know, it really started with those guys being able to kind of just set the tempo. Um, and then mm -hmm. after that, um, you know, obviously it's our jobs as assistant coaches to make sure that we're following through with that. Um, and so we, we had a good group of kids. And obviously, you know, there there were times that they showed that they were freshmen. But um, for the most part, you know, our guys just went out there and played. Um, you know, shoot, we went down to Elizabeth City and, you know, six, seven hour bus ride. And we went down 21, nothing like real quick. I'm talking about real quick. Yeah. I saw that article. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you know, we're up there behind their band. I'm like, man, you know, they talking trash and everything like that. And it was like, man, we went out here and took this long trip and going to get smoked. And our guys just never saw it like that. They just kept playing. And then sure enough, it was one good play, one stop, one good play, one stop. And then before you know it, you know, you look up on the scoreboard and, we beat them 35-27, something like that. That's beautiful. It only takes one play. What's that? It only takes one play, Coach. You know that. That's it. It, it does. It does. It does. Don't it watch does. the scoreboard. It will take care of itself. Yeah. Coach, let me ask you this because I'm sitting here, I'm listening to you speak, and, you know, a lot of times you can really tell a lot about somebody really quickly. And, you know, you just come off as one of those guys who's a natural leader. What's your coaching background? How did you get into coaching? Talk to us a little bit about that. Um, so I grew up around coaching. Um, you know, I'm from a small country town. You know, it might be 9,000 people, two stoplights. Everybody know each other. My middle school teachers either 
taught my parents or they went to school with my parents. Um, so, you know, if I ever got in trouble, you know, the call was made home before I got home and, you know, you didn't even really get a chance to think of a lie because it was like, I already know what it is. Um, and so, you know, we, we didn't have little league football. We, all we had was little league basketball and little league, um, little league baseball. So, you know, not so many options for, for us growing up. And, and so my dad played in the same rec league that, that I played in. Um, and, and he was a coach. So that's really where it started. Um, and I remember one day I might've been like 13, 14, something like that. And I was like, you know, why do you coach? And he said, you know, the community took care of me. So I got to give back to the community. Mm -hmm. And he was like, that's just what you do. So he coached little league basketball, he coached track and all of those kind of things. Um, so that's why I really started to, to, to get it, uh, the, the coaching bug, so to say. Um, but I went to a small little private school uh, in the same town. You know, it was 200 kids. Graduating class was 50. Um, so you really knew everybody. So uh, I'm, I'm a small town boy. I, I ain't a city guy. Um, I go to the city. I, I can go there for two days and that's about it. Um, but then went to West Liberty, which is a D2 in West Virginia where I played safety. Um, two and a half years started there, won a conference championship. And then I actually went back to uh, my high school and, and coached high school ball. I uh, coached there for a year under my head coach, Ed Homer, at Christchurch School. And then I went to Hargrave Military Academy and coached there for five years. Um, I got there right after their PG program shut down. So, you know, I coached the varsity guys and, and I was working in admissions as well. And then um, a guy named Antonio King, who was the running backs coach at East Carolina. He had coached high school ball down in Durham uh, for, you know, a number of years, won a state championship with Bad Lee, um, who used to play at uh, um, JMU. Um, he kind of was like, you know, you, you know, you're pretty good as a coach. You might want to give this college coaching thing a shot. And so um, applied to be, you know, uh, a coffee boy for a lot of schools. <laughs> Um, ended up getting on at William and Mary. Um, so I was there for Jimmy Laycock's last season, uh, in 2018. Um, and so I did that and made it through the transition with, um, coach Mike London. Um, but when you working for free 99, you working for free 99. So, uh, and I got a truck, so she, she like her gas. Um, so, you know, the bills don't stop, even though, you, you know, you're a volunteer. So, um, I was able to, um, I was able to work with the defensive staff while at William & Mary, a great group of guys. Um, the defensive coordinator um, got me on to a school named Allegheny College. Their head coach was Rich Nagy, who was the defensive coordinator at ODU for a few years. Um, so that's where I was able to get my room, uh, get my own room and, you know, kind of take control of that and really, you know, stand on my own two feet as a college football coach. Um, so I was there for two years. COVID hit and then – a uh, former teammate of mine, David Blake, um, who's now at Fairmont State, he got the job at Bluefield State as a defensive coordinator. And, you know, he called me and said, hey, I want you to come coach the DBs. And I was on the first thing smoking. So, right. Uh, so, yeah. So. Nice, nice, nice. You've definitely been moving around and taking advantage of opportunities. So with that mindset of coming from a tight knit community, you know, and keeping family and things like that really closely. You talk about recruiting, having a lot of young kids. How does that tie in, you know, with how you go about recruiting and bringing those players in? Is it is it more so a family environment? Is it an environment that's, you know, really pushing, hey, we all we got, we're together. 
kind of talk about recruiting and, you know, what you pitch to the guys when you're going out and sitting on the couches. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, you know, in today's world, you know, with Twitter and Instagram and, you know, everything else, you know, it, the world is more um, accessible for a lot of guys. And so for the guys that we got here this past year for our first recruiting class, you know, it was really, hey, you get the opportunity to be a part of something special, being a part of a program that hasn't played football in 41 years and, you know, being able to start a program up. And, you know, we would tell kids, like, that's why we came. You know, there. Mm-hmm. If you go to, if you come to Bluefield, West Virginia, there ain't nothing bringing you here, um, <laughs> outside of the school and playing ball. Um, and so, you know, we we were obviously upfront with our guys and telling them, you know, this is what it is. And you know, guys were like, okay, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, I want a shot to, I want to have a shot to have a shot. Um, right. And so, you know, for me, when I always talk to uh, to parents or when I'm talking to the young men, you know, I definitely bring up the family piece. Um, you know, I tell the guys I'm firm, but fair, you know, the, the kids, they always worry about football. You know, that part's easy. The hard part is trying to convince mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, auntie, uncle, whomever it may be. Um, but as I told, I told them the same thing, you know, once your son or once your young man plays for me, he's family. You know, and that's just what it is. Now, I, I do got a couple rule breakers. You know, we, we don't put our hands on women. You know, that that's a surefire way for me to cut you loose. Um, but regardless of what the situation is, we're, we're always going to be there. I'm always going to be there. I had pretty much every conversation in the world to have. I've I had to explain to, to the kids that a, a relative died that was close to them. We've had. Mm-hmm the drug conversations, we've had the alcohol conversations, you know, for me, I'm teaching life, you know what I'm saying? Um, I'm really trying to teach them life and society has them kind of messed up where they think everything is kind of given to them and they can do whatever. And it's like, nah, we don't, we don't, the world don't work like that. You know, you late for a lift. Oh, well, you know, I was only one or two minutes late. Well, if you was to be working a job and you was to get a paycheck, they start docking you, right? And you're gonna be mad, right? You're on time, you're late. So, <laughs> yes, you know, it, when when the money starts getting involved, then it's a real deal kind of thing. Um, but yeah, you know, every Friday when I'm talking to my guys, hey man, no means no. If it's questionable, that's a no. No, if you are fortunate <laughs> enough to get lucky, then you, you got to wrap it up, you got to use protection. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we, we have those conversations. Um, my fiance has a son. Uh, he's 12, and we didn't get to it this year, but next year she's going to talk to them about uh, court fees and legal fees when it comes to child custody and child support and all that kind of stuff. Like, I want <laughs> them to see that stuff. And yeah. she's like she's like OCD. Like, she keeps every receipt, every note, everything. Wow. She's got binders and binders. But I want them to see that so they, like, hey, like, you need to be thinking about you know, who you laying down with and all those kind of things. And, you know, you you got some bitter baby mamas. Let's be honest. There are also some bitter, bitter baby mamas out there. And there's ones that, you know, they don't want you involved at all. Um, but I want them to see, you know, how those things work with each other because that's that's real. Dudes go to jail over that. They lose their child, uh, child visitation over that kind of stuff. Never 
everything else. <laughs> everything. everything. <laughs> and and for them, they you know they look through a window that might be one by one. Whereas we as adults, you know, it's our job to help them see two, three, four, five years down the road. And every time I say that, parents are just like y'all shaking their heads, like, nope. "Yep, yeah, exactly." So you're teaching yeah. life lessons along with football. That's it. Got to. No, Got to. That's, that's, that's I mean, so that's, that's, that's football right there, isn't it? Though you yeah, know, yep. football teaches life lessons. That's true. Exactly. No doubt. No, you uh, you mentioned you mentioned one, and I heard Chris kind of chime in on it too about the the one or two minutes being late, and one of our coaches, who's our head coach, oh. Coach Norman Joseph. And it was, uh, you know, if you're on time, you're late. You're if you're late. early, you're on time. Yeah. Yeah. And yep. to this point, you know, here I am all these years later outside of football. I hate being late. I hate mm-hmm. it. I'm the same way. And, <laughs> you know, I'm telling my son is six. My daughter's about to be four here in a couple of weeks. And I tell them now, like, let's go. Let's be able to be early. Because if yep. something goes wrong, you have time to go back and fix it. If they're mm-hmm. correct, whatever, you have time. But you try to stroll in somewhere right on time or you're that one or two minutes late, especially when you start talking about a job, someplace job that interviews. you have to be, interviews, anything. Yep. Life is a lot easier, you know, just being early or being a few minutes early. So I can appreciate you teaching really fundamental things that are, that's whether they realize it or not, is going to carry over. And then you talk about the real deal, personal things. Uh, from you know potential child support and being with somebody and being able to choose somebody that's that's refreshing. I think a lot of times you hear coaches maybe mention it or they say it after the fact, but to know mm-hmm. that you can go in and speak to that ahead of time and you're looking out for them not just on the field but personally and really meaning and really being genuine. Man, uh, my hat goes off to you. I, I applaud you for that because that's that's amazing. That's amazing. So right. we need more. Man, I tell guys. Man, I tell guys all the time, man, if you're not checking that phone every five minutes when you sleep, you're not a college athlete yet. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. <laughs> the biggest bold-faced lie they ever tell you is, I haven't checked my phone. Your phones are attached to your hip at the college level. Right. And that's a bold-faced lie. <laughs> I, I yeah. Um, there. There, there's actually a couple of kids like they legitimately like they don't check their phone. You know, they it, it's a it's a it's a few far and few in between. <laughs> but yeah, for the most part, you know, I don't even like being on my phone like that. But that's where we are in society today. You know, we always on our phone and all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, I I play the games. I tell the guys, like, look, bro, I'm two steps ahead of you. Like <laughs> everything that you're getting ready to say, don't I already say it, know what yeah. you're getting ready to say. Right, you know, I've done it before. Like, I'm gonna say this, and then you're gonna say this, and they were like, uh, All right, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just save your breath, right? <laughs> yep, two steps ahead, guys. Uh, go ahead, jump in, man. If you guys have any questions or kind of want to swing it around and get your thoughts, opinions, anything you want to talk to coach about, hey, coach. When when you are recruiting, what kind of guys do you go for at your at your uh, DV position, DV and safety? Um, so for DBs, um, you know, first and foremost, I, I want guys that are going to be coachable. Um, I think that's like one of the biggest things. Um, obviously, guys can. I, I'm not telling you that what your high school coaches have taught you is wrong or anything like that. We just trying to do it better. Um, and so for, I, I know for a lot of guys, particularly freshmen, the one thing that they really focus on is that the fact that they get coached up on literally 
hand placement or every step, you know, false steps, all of those kind of things. You know, when high school, you know, you're, you're one of the guys for the most part, you know, you are the guy for the most part. And so, um, you know, you're able to just kind of get by doing whatever. Um, but when you're at the, at the college level, and I don't care if it's D3, D2, D1, whatever, you know, for the most part, everybody's going to be the guy. You know, everybody's mm-hmm. going to be pretty good. And those little things, um, like the fundamentals, um, they become that much more bigger. Um, you know, and, and, and we saw that this year. I got guys that, you know, they were all world back at home. And as corners and, and safeties or whatever, they ain't never seen so many butt cheeks and elbows and they like they got dudes running right past them. Right. They looking at back of the cleats, butt cheeks and elbows. And it's like, bro, like that's what it is. And so after a while, you know, it but it takes them being burned, you know, a couple of times to be like, Okay, I you know, Coach Rob might know what he's talking about. Um, so being coachable is always one of those things. Um, me personally, I love guys that, you know, make plays on the football, um, PBUs are always good, but in today's game where offenses are running a thousand and one plays a game, like (laughs) anytime we can get our hands on the ball, we got to go get it. And, you know, there ain't no name. There's only one name on the football and that's Wilson or Nike or, you know, whatever brand other than that ball's got to be ours when it's in the air, you know, or it's on the ground. Um, so that uh, got to be really good tacklers, um, and especially with you know being playing this space. Um, you know, when I was playing, you you could give head shots and all of that kind of stuff. You can't do that stuff no more. Um, mm-hmm. So in today's game, you know, being being spread out, you got to be really good at at tackling. Um, and if you're going to play for me, you you got to you got to be you got to be tough. I, I'm tough on my guys, and and I'm self admitted. You know, I tell them that. I'm going to be tough on you. Um, but also, I'm a love you at the same time. You know, I'm never going to degrade somebody. You know, it's always like, yeah, you playing like trash. I'm not going to say you are trash. I might say you playing like trash, and I might smack you in the back of the head and say, I know you better than that, and and then we roll on. Um, so you also got to be psycho. <laughs> you got to be psycho if you want to play for me. Like, <laughs> All my DBs gonna tackle. Like right. I don't care if you're a corner. I don't care if you're five eight, five nine. Everyone tackles, and you know we had a couple guys this year they couldn't tackle, so they had the best seat in the house, just like this on <laughs> sideline, <laughs> right next to you. That's not exactly. No, I'm in the box. I'm in the box. So I'm That's exactly holding on those. I got my Gatorades and all that. Yeah. You know, when you're doing this, that, that make you rethink some things. Oh man, that's good. That's but see, good. that that so. right there shows that shows why you guys were so successful uh, last year. Because I'm a firm believer that you know, players the way they play, they take on the persona mm-hmm. of their coach. You know, mm-hmm. so so the, whoever their coach is, they start taking on that coach's persona. So if you telling them, if you're being upfront and honest with them, you know, so they have to be honest with themselves. And you tell them, hey, this is how we're going to do it. You know, meet my level. You know, you gonna you got to meet my expectation. I'm not going to meet yours. Then that's what yep. they're going to do. You know, so, I mean, that's kudos to you, man, because that, that shows a lot of why you guys were so successful last year. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of times they made me look better than what I am. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. It, it, it ain't Jimmy's and Joe's. It's Deion's and Davon. <laughs> that's... 
<laughs> That's why you're supposed to recruit good. <laughs> yeah, no question. Coach, so, so gonna, you, go ahead, Davis. I'm going to jump in and piggyback on, on recruiting-wise. and you, you just told us everything about on-field. What about off-field? You know, we, I try to always, when I'm recruiting, you know, I try to get kids that are going to be work hard in the classroom as well. How is that there with you? Yeah, same same thing. Um, and, you know, excuse me, one, once I, you know, obviously when I, and I've always been like this, I've always believed that, you know, structure is, is some of the best stuff in the world, particularly for our, our young men in, in today's society. Um, you know, going to class is a non-negotiable. It, it just ain't. Um, and so, you know, I always try to get transcripts right off the bat um, because that can kind of help tell a story about a kid. Um, now, for me, I worked in admissions when I was at Harvard Military Academy, um, and it was actually my first female boss. And, you know, she would explain stuff on you know, how to read disciplinary reports and all of those kind of things. And so sometimes there's always more to the picture. You know, I can still remember it, a kid, you know, on his disciplinary report, he had uh, school vandalism. So I call and I say, all right, you know, what was what, what was the deal? He wrote on a desk. And it wasn't anything major. It was just he wrote on a desk. But according to their rules, they had to label it like that. And so I never look at anything face value. If a kid misses a lot of days in school, okay, why is that? Is it stuff mm-hmm. going on at home? Is it lack of transportation? You know, whatever it may be. Um, if a kid struggles in academically, okay, why is he struggling? Does the school not have the resources? Is there some learning disability that was not diagnosed? Um, having worked in high schools, I know not every teacher is there to teach. They there to get a paycheck and you got, you got really good teachers that are going to do everything they can for those, for those young men and young women. And then you got some, they, they checked out. They just, um, they just going through the motions. And so I try to find that information, um, you know, when looking at transcripts, obviously talking to coaches is always important. Um, you know, being able to find about a young man's character, you know, am I going to have to worry about this kid missing lifts? Am I going to have to worry about him missing practice? Am I going to have to worry about him um, not going to class? All of those things. Um, the football part is easy. You know, the football part is always easy. The film talks um, for it. What's that? The film will talk for that. Yeah, right. yeah, the film will always talk for that. Um, but it's, <clears throat> it's actually getting your butt up and going to class, you know. And, and I tell our guys, like, I had a teacher tell me right before I graduated high school, he was like, look, if you go to class, you guarantee to see. He was like, professor, see your face. You're going to get a seat. And I tell, I literally tell my guys the same thing. You talk to your professors. If you get on Monday, how was your weekend? If you, if your last class is on Thursday or Friday, um, Hey, I hope you have a good weekend. Yada, yada, yada. That professor is going to work with you. You know, and, and that and I that is true. We had a couple guys that, that did that this year and honestly they got grades that they probably shouldn't have got, but they had good rapports with the with the professors. So the professors were willing to work with them. Um and so trying to get our guys to, to see that. But you know, if if you're missing lifts, if you're not going to class, and if you're hurt and you're not going to the trainers, then you ain't hurt. If you can't answer those three questions, those those are non-negotiables for me. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, a hundred percent. So let's let's stick to recruiting for a second. Uh, of course, mm-hmm. the the world has been on fire 
over this past year, talking about the portal, talking about things like that. And, you know, we go back and forth throughout this show with a bunch of different opinions about it. You know, as a coach, and I think you're in a unique position with the school that's, you know, restarting the program, do you look at it as a positive? Like, hey, we can go get some guys and you have a chance to come in and build something? Or do you kind of stick more towards the high school guys because a lot of guys are feeling left behind and overlooked? And you guys are kind of right in the middle where you could go either way, you know, and possibly take advantage of either type of player. What are you guys looking for when it comes to the transfer portal versus that traditional high school athlete? Yeah, um, me, me and a couple of buddies that that I that I've coached with and I'm friends with, we've had this conversation quite a bit as well. And it was kids that was getting overlooked before the portal. Let, let's be honest, you know, it, whether whether it was where you live, if you're in a small town, coaches, I'm not going there. Ain't nobody going to be there. So, you know, you always got those dominant and rough kind of kids or, you know, a high school coach might not help, might not be helping them get the exposure that they need by sending their film out. Um, I know I couldn't afford to go to a bunch of camps. I couldn't. I, I, I didn't have the money like that. My family didn't have the money like that to go to a bunch of camps. And I know nowadays, a lot of that stuff comes from, you know, the rankings and exposure and all that stuff comes from camps, um, which is all fine and well, um, you know, if, if that's your deal. So I think that there's always going to be kids that are overlooked. Um, I think some kids, you know, kind of they don't hurt. They don't help themselves because, you know, even in today's day, they still get stuck in that D1 or bus mentality. Um and, and we all know there's a thousand and one schools out here. There's a school for everybody, but is it the school that you're willing to, to actually go to? Um, you know, do you think you're better than that level or that school or, or whatever it may be? Um, and for us, I, I just want good ball players. I don't care if you're a, coming in as a freshman, you know, you're a grad student, you're a Juco kid, you know, whatever it may be. I just want good ball players. Um, if it's some D3 kids out there that can play, I'll, I'll take them. You know, like at the end of the day, I just want good ball players. Um, now, on the flip side of that is there are benefits in getting kids from the portal that, that are particularly older um, because like right now, this offseason, that's where we started to show our, our youthfulness, you know, with guys getting to the weight room and going to classes and all that stuff. Once, you know, football was over with, they had a little bit less structure. And so being able to get in older guys that can come in and say, this is this is what college football is. It's you're not winning championships in the fall. You winning it in December, January, February in that weight room. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I think there's always that benefit of getting those guys that are older that can come in and show like our guys, hey, this is what it is to be in a college football program because my kids – they just think I'm mean and cruel. Like, why are you jumping down my throat if I miss a lift? You know, lift start at nine, it's nine oh two. You know, I'm like, no, we starting at nine. You don't walk in at nine. Right. Um, so yeah, and we're and and our head coach said we need at least one older guy per per position. Um, so that is our goal, and that's what we're trying to do is get, you know, get some older guys that can show those young guys like no, nah, Coach Rob ain't smoked up. This is this is what it is. Like this is college football. Because my kids be like, you know, Coach Rob, you smoked up. You smoked. I'm like, nah. This is college football, bro. Like you, I, I put it on Twitter like a couple weeks ago. Like you were, you were definitely afraid to be late for 
morning runs and lifts and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Like you were mm-hmm. definitely afraid because you knew you was going to get checked by right. one of them older dudes because they was probably going to have to run extra because of you. Facts. So I, I think it's pros and cons. It, it's a deep, deep, deep rabbit hole, that and the NIL or, um, yeah, that whole thing. Yeah. Messy. Yeah. <laughs> that can go a long way. It, 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 that, that conversation is, is going to be never ending until, you know, I mean, it, it just never ending because the portal's not going away. I don't yeah. see it going away anytime soon. Um, and even with that, you know, moving on into the NIL deals, you know, does that make things difficult for you guys? Do kids, you know, say, hey, you know, can I get an NIL deal by coming there? Or do y'all lose recruits because of that? No, nah, I haven't. We haven't lost any kids of that. Um you know, if that's what they want, I, I, I ain't got it for them. So we ain't got it for them. You know, like, they ain't getting it. I don't know. Like, if you get it on your own, that's cool. But, you know, um, the Blue Spoon, which is a local restaurant, I doubt that they're going to get it. <laughs> you know, they yeah. might give a free meal. Yeah. Maybe they got phenomenal food. Shout out to the lady that runs the Blue Spoon. But she ain't giving you no thousand dollars or five hundred thousand dollars you know they, they don't got it like that so um, it's it's some it's some hills that i'm willing to die on that ain't one of them right now gotcha now it gets crazy man and i i think you know we look at this past draft where guys who were expected to go and you know they strengthen the argument for the nil and you know you got some guys who were I think I, I don't know the kid's name, but I know he played at the University of Miami, and they're like uh, the deadline mm-hmm. passed, and he was like, "Hey, if I don't get more, I'm out of here." So, yep. again, to your point, it's it's a rabbit hole you can go down and be forever, forever, and ever, ever talking about it. Mm-hmm. But uh, you're at the HBCU. Ah. It seems like now is a, an amazing time to be in an HBCU, especially football programs. How has what you know, Coach Sanders down at Jackson State and Eddie George at Tennessee mm-hmm. State? How is that ripple effect affecting you guys, or are you feeling it? You know, is anything different? And I'll kind of tie one more question into it because I found this real interesting. I ended up having a conversation with my son about it. I was on Twitter, and I don't know the exact way it was put. don't remember. But basically, the guy said the invo, kind of the hot thing to do for recruits right now is to get an HBCU offer and never have really any plans of considering them just to say, hey, I've got an HBCU offer. Do you think that's true? Is that something you guys are dealing with? Or what's life like for you being at the HBCU right now? Um, yeah, I think things have, you know, obviously Coach, you know, Coach Sanders down at Jackson State has has done wonders for, for all HBCUs. And I think, you know, given the current climate of things, um, you know, the last few years, you know, that's going on in in society was what's happening with, with young black men. I think it's I think it the football piece is always good. Um, you know, that's always, you know, when when people look at our staff, you know, our head coach is the oldest dude and he's 45. Um, I just turned 33. Um, so our staff is 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 pretty young. Um, and so from that perspective, we can speak the same language when it comes to parents. Um, obviously again, the football piece, that's what the kids are definitely worried about, but the parents they're worried about 
you know, life after football, life outside of football, all of those kind of things. And, you know, kind of like what we talked about before is, um, you know, me having my fiance have those conversations with our guys. Um, you know, we're able to share experiences, you know, um, I did it with the DBs at the beginning of the school year. Hey, here's what happens if you get pulled over, okay? Um, you know, call me, put it on speakerphone, and, you know, let things play out, like 10 and 2 and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and I've had that happen probably four times this year. Guys get pulled over. Hey, Coach mm-hmm. Rob, you know, I'm calling you. I got pulled over. I'm like, all right, bet. You know, leave it on speakerphone. Be cool, all that kind of stuff. You know, it, I think it's those experiences that we are able to share uh, with players is that was that is what makes it attractive for uh, a parent or grandparent or whatever. Um, and so I think, yeah, I think HBUs are the are the hot thing right now. I, I wouldn't disagree with the fact that you know there are some kids that are saying you know hey you know I um, you know I, I I've always wanted to go to an HBCU. Could they be lying? More times than not, probably not. Um, you know, but. You know, I always kind of follow up like, all right, well, what makes you want to come here? Mm-hmm. And then it's, you know, I, I'm waiting for I'm waiting for that reply back for, you know, an hour, two hours, <laughs> whatever it may be. So now they're trying to do a little research on the school right quick, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and so, it, you know, when it comes some kids, it's a game. They just want to be recruited. Mm-hmm. Um, they they like the likes. They want to be able to, hey, I had a great conversation with Coach such and such and post the post the graphic and all that kind of stuff and and you know that's kind of like a red flag you know i i, I see through that you know do you mm-hmm. obviously you want to be recruited but do you just like being recruited mm. you know hey i received my 33rd offer like okay bro we got, <laughs> we got it you're good we got it you know um, and 32 but, of them were b3 <laughs> right, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, some well. of the, some of those dudes, they don't even care what level it's at. They the just offer, to, just the post. Somebody yeah. show them some love. Yeah. That's it. Yep. My prior yep. school, we didn't we we didn't give them a letter until they deposited. You didn't get mm-hmm. nothing to post until you deposited because you're just trying. Every kid is out to get something. What yep. are you mm-hmm. giving me to get to go there? Well, I'm giving right. you the opportunity to fulfill a dream at the next level. How about that? Yeah. It's just yeah. Simple. And- yeah, not some some kids. don't see it not, like yeah. that, but not no, they don't. Nope. They would rather sit at home. They would rather. Uh, there's a lot of guys that would rather sit at home than take advantage of the opportunity to play on the next level and continue playing the game. You know that they say they love. You know, but you don't love it that much if you're willing to go home rather than go strap it up. You know, <laughs> I mean, and time and time again, it's been proven that you know the NFL goes and gets G three guys too. So. If you if you that guy, you that guy. Yeah, you, know, you know what they but, say, man. If if you're good, they'll find you. So, it, like you said, it doesn't matter where you're at. Coach, I want to give you the opportunity, the space, the floor. You know, make a not necessarily a pitch, but to the guys that are seeing this and they may not have an offer, they may not, you know, know where their next step is, or they're they're still in that junior season or whatever, and they they come across this and now they're looking into the school. You know, give them give them your whatever you would want to tell them to say, hey, you know, this is a school for you. This is a program. I'm the coach for you. What would you tell those guys? Um, yeah, I think for the guys that are 
you know, from here's what I've been telling guys here recently. You know, I'm I'm a first time coordinator. Okay, I'm I'm not gonna make all the right calls. I'm not gonna I'm not I might mess stuff up in practice or whatever it may be. But you know, I I got a chip on my shoulder because I started as a high school coach, and something else I put on Twitter was there's a lot of college coaches that they wouldn't survive as a high school coach. I got to right. line the field. I got to do this. I got to do that. Yes. Like being a high school coach is, is tough. Um, so I got a chip on my shoulder to try to do the best that I can, not just for me, but for other high school coaches that might be looking to make the jump. And I want guys that got that same chip on their shoulder. They might be overlooked by, um, you know, Virginia Tech or NC State or, you know, some D2 programs in North Carolina or something like that. I want guys that they got a chip on their shoulder just as much as, as I do. Um, when you're looking at Bluefield State, you're you're truly getting becoming a part of a family. Um, you you really are. You know, we as a coaching staff, we're, we're a family. You know, my head coach said, you know, our – our group chat has to be the funniest group chat he ever seen in his life. You know, I'm a Duke fan, you know, my head Hell coach. Yeah. Let's go. See, yeah, there you go. All right. I, I, I like y'all. Um, but like my head coach, he, he's a Carolina fan. My wide oh. receivers coach and my, my old line coach, they're all Carolina fans. You can we tell was, them all. I feel sorry for him. Yeah. I, I, I can't talk too much right now. Yeah, they, right. they did beat us it's the last right. two times. So right. I can't talk too much, but, you know, we we legitimately spend time with each other outside of the office. Um, my D-line coach, he and I played ball together in college. So we've been friends for 15 years. Um, I'm a Michigan football fan. He's an Ohio State Luckeye fan. You know, <laughs> so, so we go at it. You know, me and him go at it, and we say stuff to each other that, you know, sometimes other coaches are like, dang, it's like that. And I'm like, <laughs> me and him, we different. We can have those kind of conversations. Um, right. So when, when somebody's looking at our staff, like they're truly getting a, a family. And then when they become part of the program, they're becoming part of family. You know, regardless of where they're at, we got a kid from California. I got two brothers from San Antonio, Texas. Um, we got kids from Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, Virginia, Carolina, Ohio, New Jersey, New York. It, it's a family. It is really a family. Family don't always get along. We all know that. We all got some people in our, we all got some kids in our families like, mm, <laughs> stay over there. But, you know, you're, that that's the way that it's supposed to be. You know, it's, it's all love. We're going to go at it. You know, my head coach says, you know, if somebody's getting in the fight, I'm swinging first. He was like, I might not get nobody after that, but I'm getting the first punch, you know. So <laughs> right. that that's how it is. You know, that's we we legitimately have a true family. Um, and the fact that we are a young staff, you know, we're we're gonna expect, we're gonna play teams that, you know, they they got coaches that are experienced and everything like that, um, which is fine. We ain't there yet. We're gonna get there, but we ain't there yet. But you know, if you want a legitimate chance to play and you really want to get coached up and you want to get loved up, this is the place for you. You know, this is the place for you. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to make sure that we get them grades right. You become a better man and uh, you're, you're going to graduate with a with a diploma and, and something that's going to help you um, have an impact on society, um, for example. <clears throat> We had some guys that wasn't taking care of of, of grades. Head coach shut down spring ball. Mm. 
How many coaches in the country going to do that? Not many. <laughs> Not many. They going to get all those days in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They going they going to get them days in. But our head coach said academics is is far too important, you know, for us to kind of let this stuff slide. So the practices, we had study halls, you know. Right. Guys ticked off and everything like that and it's like, well, Definitely the standard. Who you were. Hey, once that standard is set, you gotta meet it. Yeah. Yeah. The standard is a standard, and we ain't, right. we ain't dropping past that standard. Right. So um and I, I think that's a message that that everyone can can relate to. Um obviously, you know, if you're a young pup, you know, take care of your grades. You know, I've been with some coaches and man, coach, you're gonna love this kid, yada yada yada. Give me the transcript. I I ball it up right there. I don't need to talk to that kid. He ain't gonna be eligible. I don't need no money on the sideline because he ineligible. Right. I need right. dudes that's ready to go. Right. So mm-hmm. grades is always important, and you know, obviously taking care of your social media. Um, you know, making sure that you ain't, you know, online and showing bad mm-hmm. things. You know, those, those things. Those, those are red flags. You would think they would get that by now, right? But. <laughs> you think so but you know it's it's it's, it's 2022 and there's always someone out to get you always yeah. always, <laughs> always. Yeah. i had a, i had a kid that put something on social media one time and somebody threw it at the school he had to write a letter and get recommendations and go through the whole nine yards because one thing when he was like nine years old he said on social media Somebody held on to it to throw it at the college that he was going wow. to. Yeah. And that is the world we live in these days, man. Yep. It's, it's, yeah. It's a microcosm of our society. Social media rules, and you have to, a lot of times, go through that stuff with a fine-tooth comb when you're trying to get that job, when you're trying to get that scholarship, whatever it may be. Make yeah. sure that social media is on point. Yeah. But yeah. But Coach, before man, we got, get out of here, man, it's, it's been a great, I, great conversation. Chris, I know you I got a good question for him. You know, I, got, I actually got two questions. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I got two questions I got to ask. The first one, you know, I, I meant to ask this when we were talking about, you know, the draft. Um, is it what you know? You're not a you're not a coach if you never look to the other side of the field and look back at your guys and be like, dang, I wish I was coaching him. You know, so, so is there yeah. is there somebody in NFL? You know, is there a player that you like, man, I, I wouldn't mind coaching that guy right there? Or is somebody who's entered the draft that I wouldn't mind coaching a kid like that? Um, it, it don't matter what side of the ball? No, it don't matter. Shoot, man, it's, it's a lot of dudes. It's a lot of dudes in the league. I know defensively, uh, Patrick Sertain. Okay. Okay. That kid is going to be the Ja Morant of the NBA. Or the of okay. the NFL, excuse me. Like right. he's gonna be the next big thing. Like he he's legitimately gonna be the next big thing. Um I think with his height and his length and his playmaking abilities, that, that dude's gonna be special. He's gonna be special. Um offensively. I don't know. Who gonna give me the biggest cut out day contract? That's gonna be the big one. <laughs> you know. Um the Justin Jefferson or um yeah the kid from Minnesota is that his name mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson yeah, yeah that yeah. kid is that kid is that kid is special that kid is legitimately special like just different just absolutely right. different like he's one of them dudes like 
I would hate as a, as a defensive coach, he catch the ball and it's like, oh, here we go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like somebody get him. It's like little subtle things. You know, it's like little subtle yeah. things. I've seen him do it a couple times. He's caught a ball and somebody's trying to grab him from behind and he like swipes their hand from behind like that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's different. <laughs> That's that different, awareness. Man. That's, that's, that's awareness different. is sick. Yeah. So his he, awareness he's is be legit. You made me so feel kind of old there for a second. You said Pat Sertain, and I instantly started thinking about his daddy. <laughs> <with> his <dolphin. laughs> like, okay. Then, yeah, he does have a son. That's right. Nah, I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. I came up watching them dudes. All the dudes that I watch now, they their boys is coming up in the NFL and all that stuff. And it's like, man, like, I'm old and, you know, Talking to talking to the players is that just make you feel like you about a hundred years old. They ain't got a clue who you talking about. Like they have <laughs> no clue. 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 I'll, call, I'll throw out names and they I don't what? know who that is. <laughs> no clue. He, he trying to reference. He trying to use references and things, and they like I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and it's like that with everything, you know, music. <laughs> Man, I had I was listening to uh. I was listening to, uh, I think it was uh, Boys to Men. And one of my kids was like, man, that's that old school stuff. Who's that, B2K? I was like, what? <laughs> what? That's that old school stuff, man, B2K. I was like, what? On. I'm telling you, man, kids, kids is different. Man. But then they kids come out different. With, with different lingo, and we're like, what What did you say? Well, I hope right. I don't yeah. made him run behind that one. Like, come right. on. Nah. Okay. I just walked out the weight room. I told him. I told him, "Don't talk to me oh, for the rest of the day." I, 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 like you saying. I the the lingo piece is taking me is taking me a little minute. Yes. It took me it took me a semester and a half to be, figure out uh, what cap was. Yeah. You know, I yeah. I eventually had to be like, "Hey, man, what's cap?" <laughs> yeah. I don't know where that no came cap. from. Man, no cap, coach. No cap. No. Cap. <laughs> no. It, they kept saying it like, "Yeah, no cap, no cap." And I was like. All right, like cool. cool. <laughs> okay. No idea. No cap on God. What? Everything is on God. Like... on God. What was their reasoning of no cap? I can't get one. You know, I can't get one. I don't think they. I don't think they know either. I don't think they. Yeah, know I don't either. think they know either. It, it came up and it word spread and yeah. Any kids that's listening to this, we need y'all to go ahead and, and tweet and let us know what no cap means. <laughs> <laughs> Please explain it. I, I do know. I do know it. Uh, if you say you capping, that means you lying. So right, I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I did get that part. Where it came from, I I have no idea where the correlation is. But yeah, I, right. I threw it out one time. It was like. All right, coach. I was like, "Yeah, you capping?" It's like, "Yeah, he is capping." I was like, "All right, well, I guess I fit in with a bunch of eighteen-year-olds." So, the, so they the, want the, you the, to the fit in. Yeah, they do. They right. do. I I ask them, "Hey, like, give me some songs I need to listen to," and and some of it, you know, some of it's good, some of it's like, "Yeah, that's right. trash." But you know, yeah, absolutely. All, it sound, all sound the same too. Oh. <laughs> But then we just listen to this song like five songs ago. <laughs> so, go the, the the last question I gotta ask. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you asked your fiance this because I, I, I like to try to give you an opportunity to prep for this question. <laughs> if, if if you were a fruit, oh yeah, what fruit would you be? 
<laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> I see you asked your fiance, and she gave you an answer. You might not like it, but she gave you one. <laughs> oh shoot! I didn't told her whatever she want to call me at this point. I didn't hear a word. So you know, she, she, yeah, she, you know, she called me this and that. I'm like, yeah, all right. I've been called. I've been called worse. Um, she'll, she'll probably agree with this one. A, a coconut because she'll say a I'm hard headed, which which is probably true. <laughs> you know, you go, David. <laughs> so she'll say I'm hard headed. We have headed, you know. Yeah. <laughs> See, Davis goes into the whole nutritional value <laughs> of this of this question and, and tells you how the coconut has different nutrition. Yeah, different <laughs> got vitamins. You don't have to be just hard headed, coach. You could use the the coconut oils. You can use hey. the water to get hydrated. <laughs> you're using the you're using the smart nutritional it's deep. value. Not it's just deep. Your Let's go. It's, yeah. It's cool. <laughs> Coach, Coach Davis says it's useful. You're useful, Coach. I am useful. There's one thing that I've learned. There's one thing that I've learned being, you know, uh, from what I'm told of being at the collegiate level is you got to be useful. Um, you know, and, and, I, and I think all of that goes back to the high school level where you had to do everything. Um, mm. So, you know, it ain't nothing for me. Like, I go to the weight room every day, you know. I might be in there for five minutes. I might be in there for 40 minutes, but my guys are going to see me in the weight room every day. You know, I do academic checks on a weekly basis. You know, I, I do, I'm our, I'm our equipment manager, you know, so I'm, I'm doing all that stuff too. So I do a little bit of everything. Um, so yeah, just like a coconut, you can you got coconut water, you got coconut chips, um, <laughs> you know, you can use it for protection, you know, all that kind of stuff. What are you um, gonna do? Put it on your head with a hard hat? Hey man, look, dire times call for dire measures. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I hate coconuts, by the way. I can't stand them. My dad loves them. Join the club. Join the club. I can't, can't stand coconuts. Can't stand them. Join the club. My pops though, the the Girl Scout cookies with the coconut flakes mm-hmm. on them, the yes, Samoas. Yes. Man, my pop will kill those with uh, yeah. uh ginger ale or Pepsi, like. He'll smoke right through them things. I can't see, do it. I don't, I don't mind coconut. I don't mind coconut, man. I just can't get with the coconut water, man. That's the see. I'm the exact they opposite. Make coconut water now. Yeah, yeah they, really. They make it with flavor. Mm-hmm. They pine up one good. Mango, yep. All kinds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Try it out. Baby. Try uh-huh. the coconut water. I'm going <laughs> down to Florida. I don't like. I don't like regular water. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you see. You see, Coach out here, he's chugging water in the he's putting in the. Oh, you put I got, in that water. <laughs> I didn't know nobody. Was <laughs> I see I you, got Coach. This, uh, <laughs> hey, this stuff is uh, high in antioxidants. Calling you out now. High Give your secrets away. So I, I had, to, I had. To, <laughs> I'm kindly squirting it in the water. <laughs> you should be drinking your coconut. Hey, water. this vitamin C uh, antioxidant. So I was trying to, you know, boost up. <laughs> There we go. We, we've been on. I've been drunk like seven bottles of water. I drink like sweet tea and all that other stuff. It got water in it, so that's what I count oh, as. Oh, <laughs> there you go. 
I would. So when you drink tea. cramp on the field, what do you tell them? <laughs> you didn't drink enough tea. You did not drink enough tea. Come on. Oh, get off the field. Yeah, get off the field, but if they go coach, get off the field, coach, we go see the trainer. Tea. We saw you drinking tea, so we followed you. Oh, my. Nah, hey, some, sometimes it's, so, hey, it's got to be do as I say, not as I do. Right. Sometimes it's got to be like that. Sometimes, sometimes you got to do that. In the conversation with that. <laughs> well, Coach, we appreciate you have, coming on, man. It's It's been great, you know. Much success to you, not only in your career, but this upcoming season. I think, you know, a kid coming to play at your school and, you know, especially the DBs or anybody on that defense, on that team, I think they'd be uh, very blessed to be able to play under you. So thank you for coming on, man. Uh, on behalf of the guys, thank you all for hopping on tonight. Of course, Chris providing this platform and being able to talk to coaches and connect coaches and kids uh, on a different level. You know, a lot of times kids aren't able to see that, that version of a coach when they're, you know, in the house or once they get to school, they feel like things switch up. So it's always good to have these conversations and just get to know you a little bit better. And, you know, hopefully we're able to connect some players in schools. But we thank you. We appreciate you, man. And uh, if anybody doesn't have anything else, we'll call it a night, guys. Let's go. Thank you so much. All right, Cole. We appreciate you, Coach. Thank you, man. Hey, man, I appreciate I appreciate y'all. I had 